Side Hustle Show 142, $5,000 per month blogging case study, or how to drive massive traffic with Pinterest. If you want to start a blog of your own, check out my free video series at blogstartercourse.com. I'll show you step-by-step how blogs make money and how to get your site online for less than you might think. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's up, what's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where you can learn how to write your own paycheck. Really excited for this episode because it is jam-packed with ideas, action, and of course, results. My guest is a former state trooper. She's a mother too. She and her husband figured out a way to cut their annual spending by $23,000. Remember the rat race freedom number? If not, I'll link it up in the show notes. Got to tackle this from both sides, right? The income side and the spending side. Now, over the last 12 months, She's built her blog from brand new to 400,000 page views per month. Now, during the recording, you'll hear me say, for the sake of comparison, Side Hustle Nation was like 73,000 at the time of the recording. Just massive, massive traffic. And more importantly, 5,000 bucks in monthly profit. Her secret sauce, automatic traffic from Pinterest, which is the main subject of today's episode. You're going to love it, especially if you knew nothing about the uh, the social network Pinterest like I didn't before before this recording. So I'm really excited to introduce Rosemary Groner from BusyBudgeter.com and Pinterest.com slash BusyBudgeter. Since it's about Pinterest, it would be not cool to not mention the, uh, the Pinterest username there as well. So stick around to hear how she's monetizing her site and her step-by-step system for uh, just generating massive traffic from Pinterest on autopilot, even if your site doesn't specifically target women like, like Side Hustle Nation does. And, and you can, you'll be able to follow along with my journey over the next couple months as I try to implement some of, uh, of her suggestions. Now, as is per the usual, I've compiled a free PDF guide with all the notes, links, highlights, and, uh, and Rosemary's top Pinterest tips from this call at SideHustleNation.com slash Pinterest. And uh, while you're there, you'll hear her promise a couple uh, kind of tutorial videos on how to set up uh, some of the systems that she's talking about. So those videos are going to be at the show notes page as well, SideHustleNation.com slash Pinterest or slash 142, whichever is easier for you to remember. Now, where this story starts is Rosemary had a small uh, hobby blog before BusyBudgeter.com, and it was hosted for free on Blogger. And she'd actually grown that site to earn around 70 bucks a month, which she was pretty happy with at the time. Then an email hit her inbox that opened her eyes to the possibilities that blogging could be much much more than just a $70 a month hobby. I got a letter. I was on Ruth Suku from Living Well Spending Less. I was on her mailing list and she sent out something about the Elite Blog Academy and she mentioned that people make full-time salary from their blogs from then. I was like, no way. That's not possible. And I ended up researching and I found out that, yeah, like $70 a month is pretty much not what full-time bloggers make. So I, I talked to my husband and he was like really gung-ho. He said, absolutely. The class was like $299, as in $299. And as we said, we're very cheap. So I was super stressed out about spending it. My husband was so like just really supportive and said, let's do it. And um, it, it just exploded from that. I mean, ever since I had like the training that she gives, it just it started low and it just went nuts. And it's been such a crazy wild year, but it's been really fun. Wow, what a yeah, great example, great return on investment from um, 
investing a little bit in in education to grow this thing. Beyond that, now you had a a compelling story to share uh, as well, because and, and that's part of you know having a blog that people want to read is like, hey, we cut our annual spending by twenty three thousand dollars, so we have a little bit of a kind of a compelling hook to get people uh, to get people in the door. Yeah, I think you have to, I would even say more than a hook, you have to be writing about something that you are like just totally obsessed with. Um, somebody gave me the advice, and I've been giving it to uh, one of my readers who's starting a blog, is that you should be writing about the thing that you just cannot shut up about. I was a former state trooper, and when I was thinking about starting a blog, I figured, oh, I'll write about you know being a law enforcement officer as a woman. But I would have run out of that and been bored in like two months. <laughs> But I, the thing that I could not shut up about was like the ways that we substitute what like what we we spend money and what we substitute to spend less. I mean, I was so excited. I was like all my friends were like, really, honey, we don't care about your hot dog savings. Okay. <laughs> you can just stop. So that is what ended up turning into like the perfect blog for me. And how is how is the site earn money? Okay, so we do advertising. I will go through Ad Thrive. So that's probably about 35% of the money. And then affiliates and sponsored posts, I go back and forth. Um, I'm trying right now to concentrate really hard on affiliates going forward. But some months it's like affiliates are 40% and the sponsored posts, they go back and forth. Like one of or the other of them are 40, 50%. So affiliates, this is products that you are using, recommending or something like reviewing different stuff or how, what, are the, what kind of affiliates are you promoting? So affiliates are things that I use and love and, and that I recommend to my readers. And a part of the reason why affiliates I think do so well for me is because with money saving and substituting what you're already spending in an attempt to get something better for less, it's really easy to make money because I'm recommending services. Like instead of AT&T, use Ting. Instead of this, do this. So there's like actual products that you would be substituting. Okay. That's actually a really good point to bring up because you know when, when I met all these like frugal living bloggers at uh, at FinCon, I was like, man, that's a that's a tough spot to be in. Like if you're training your audience to like be super cheap and never spend money, if you ever if you eventually want to sell them something, like that makes it very <laughs> very difficult. But the uh, the concept of substituting, hey, I can I can show you how to save money um, by you know, swapping out something you're already spending money on. Okay. Um, how often do you post? What's your kind of time commitment in, in building this up? So I, I attempted to do 20 hours a week working on the blog for the last year. There's a couple of months when I went right up into 30 hours a week, right before our youngest daughter was born. Cause I wasn't sure what was going to happen after she was born. Okay. I'm doing 10 hours a week now and I'm about to go back into 20. So between 10 and 30 is what I spend on the blog. I post three times a week, but the majority of my time has been marketing. So believe it or not, most of my traffic comes from Pinterest, but Pinterest takes me almost no time at all. Well, yeah, there's there's a there's an eighty twenty to be had there too. It kind of reminds me of like the old uh, Derek Halpern stuff, where he's like, "Hey, I'm going to spend twenty percent of my time creating the content and eighty percent of the time marketing it." So let's dive into the uh, let's dive into the Pinterest stuff uh, because this is a completely new world to me. And thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to share this uh, with me and uh, and the rest of Side Hustle Nation. The the first question that I know people are going to ask is like, "Hey, what if my site is not female centric or like, like the side hustle stuff, for example, you know, with me is 
gender agnostic, like men and women can side hustle equally, but it's not, you know, the site is not purple and pink and flowy <laughs> fonts and like, you know, it's, it's very kind of um, minimalist in that sense. Okay, so I'm going to do a 10-second plea to your listeners as to why they need to be on Pinterest, okay? This is really important because Pinterest is overlooked as women-only. And it, it's not women-only, but it is women-majority. So if you're going to go into the Pinterest market, you want to be marketing to women. You want to have women in mind because it's a numbers game. The more women that are there, there's so many women that are there that you want to appeal to them because you don't want to cut them out. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But it's really important to realize that Pinterest is the only one of the social media that is set up that people are specifically going there for blog posts. That's the only reason that people go into Pinterest. They want blog posts. Everything else, every other social media, people are going to connect to other people. And then we kind of like snuck in there and are sending them blog posts. Do you know what I mean? But they're not necessarily there for that. Okay. Every single person that goes to Pinterest, they are searching for blog posts. So that's why this is so important because everyone is going there to connect with blogs and that's where we are. So Pinterest is huge and it's all free. All of it is free. It is free marketing. I'm getting, I'm getting, um, let me see, I think I had 15,000 page views yesterday alone. Yesterday. And Jesus. Yes. <laughs> almost all of them were from Pinterest. And those are all people that are repinning my content. So if I throw a blog post on Pinterest and 20 people repin it, and then 20 of each of their friends repin it, I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of people looking at my blog post and I've done nothing but just pin it on there. So everything else, I have to schedule and I have to have things going out. Like with Facebook, I have to have things going out seven times a day and I have to, I can't use third party schedules because it like messes with my reach and like it's so much effort. And with Pinterest, you just, you just pin it and everybody else does all the work for you. It's fantastic. But that's my plea. Everybody should be in Pinterest. Okay. How many, uh, you, what's your traffic like right now? Just to give, give readers a uh, gauge. Oh, sorry. Um, um, I actually think I'm a little bit over 400,000. 400,000 pages that's yeah, per month? Yeah, like the last 30 days or something in Google Analytics, however they do it. Like, you know how when you first sign on, it tells you like the last 30 days or 31 days or something like that. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of comparison, Side Hustle Nation is... 73,000 last 30 days. So uh, I would totally <laughs> argue though that like you're way more impressive than that because when people come to your site they're actually downloading and listening to things. Like people may pop onto my site for a quick recipe and then and then beat feet. So I feel like your audience is way more engaged, but that's okay. That's okay. In raw numbers you're blowing me out of the water and <laughs> those are ringing the cash register for you in terms of advertising. So yes. that's uh, okay, so I'm getting started on Pinterest. What's what's my first move? Okay. So I've broken it down into steps, but your very first thing is you need to create a Pinterest business account. You don't want to use your personal account. You want to have a business account because then later on we can go and we can qualify for rich pins. Creating a business account is super easy. If you just go into Pinterest and you type in Pinterest business, if you already have a personal account, you get to keep all your followers. Everything stays the same. They just transfer you over to a business account. It gives you access to things like Pinterest ads if you want to use them, um, and it gives you access to eventually have rich pins. Okay, do I? So I'm using my business name instead of my personal name. Um, you can. I would. I would use your business name instead of your personal name. I have seen some people do like if they know they're going to have several blogs, they've used their personal name. I would personally use your business. Okay. Do I use my my smiling mug as my picture, or do I like use my logo or what? 
So there's a secret to this. You really want to be personal, so you want to use your picture. If you are a guy, you want to have a picture of you and a girl. If you don't have a wife, like pretend you have a wife, <laughs> hire someone to send your picture with you. Because this is this is a girl. I mean, I'm not saying that Pinterest is all women, but Pinterest is very primarily women, and it's a numbers game. If you're looking for numbers, you want to appeal to women too. So have you and your wife in a photo looks a lot more friendly to women than okay. creepy dude just a single <laughs> photo you know you drink a beers or whatever okay fair enough fair enough and this business account is still free business account still free yep okay what comes next okay so then you're going to start setting up boards you're going to set up at least 10 boards and each of those 10 boards are going to have 10 pins and if you have no idea what i'm talking about on pinterest a board is literally like a pin board like you know something that you would put on the wall and you're going to pin up pictures well those pictures are going to be pictures from blog posts so like if you could have a meal planning board and it can be like 10 freezer cooking meals that you can create in an hour that would be one pin and then you can have more meal planning pins so the thing that you want to remember is that you want to stick to things that your target audience would care about so that everyone that you are appealing to eats food, right? I mean, we're, we're all trying to get humans. So yes. everybody eats food. So having like a food board, a dessert board, a meal planning board, even if you're like, even if you're like into like Harley Davidson's or like that's your business, that's totally okay. What you don't want is like, a Twilight fanfic board or like a My Little My Little Pony obsession board or anything that's like super like kind of weird a little bit. No offense to Twilight, love Twilight, but you don't want anything that's like weird. Okay. And another trick is if you're a guy that is just not naturally excited about Pinterest, if you have a wife or a girlfriend or a college aged daughter that is into Pinterest, sign into your account on her phone and let her pin for you because she's going to naturally know what people like her are interested in and she is your target market for the most part so she's probably going to do a lot better repinning than you are okay so what i did i set up my 10 boards to roughly parallel the the categories on my site so i had like a self-publishing one amazon fba one uh freelancing one and stuff like that and the mistake that I made um, was pinning my own stuff to those boards. This is really where you want to go out and find other cool content and pictures to pin to those category to those boards. Yes. Yes. You want to be the the whole point of your Pinterest account is you want to be a reference to people. So like when I am looking for um, great freezer cooking recipes, I always go to Life as Mom or. $5 dinner moms, like those people are references to me. They have, I know that they have the best of the best. So you want to fill your board. You can fill it with your content too, but you really want to have content from other people that's kind of floating around Pinterest that you can find in your feed. The other key there is to make sure that you have a board, the very first board, and that's actually, that's actually the next thing that we're going to talk about is, um, it's called the best of side hustle nation or the best of the busy budgeter. You want that to be your very first board on your Pinterest account. And it's going to have every single blog post that you want people to repin. So okay. I'm not that's going to go where back you put, and, yeah, 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 that's where you put I'm, your own stuff. Okay. Exactly. I'm not going to go back and put like the really crappy posts that I had like two years ago that maybe aren't my best work, but I'm going to have everything that I want people to be looking at on that board. Okay. So just um, quickly, another tip for your board covers is you can change your board covers to choose which photo you can have. You want to have something that's really appealing and no words. So when you look at your profile page, you want all of your board covers to kind of be aesthetically pleasing. 
So just close-up pictures, no words, um, and just have everything kind of look nice and open space. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Does it matter how many Pinterest followers I have or like that's not we're not there yet? Okay, so that's the crazy thing about Pinterest, right? It doesn't really matter how many followers you have. I have over 10,000 followers, but realistically, I don't even market my blog post to my own followers. The only thing, the only times that my followers see my blog posts is when I put it that one time into the best of busy budgeter. The thing about Pinterest is there's a thing called group boards and the big, big names in blogging will all have group boards. Pretty much every professional blogger is going to have a group board, but you want to be in the group boards with 500,000 people in it. So like I'm in um, the Better Homes and Gardens group board. Now, Better Homes and Garden is loaning me their 500,000 followers and I can pin my content to them every single day. So that's why Pinterest is just completely off the hook. Because on Facebook, I have like 5,000 followers, right? I have to pay Facebook, essentially, if I don't, if I don't want to take the time to grow organically to get more followers. And then out of those followers, only a small percentage is going to see things, right? You don't see like major names in, in Facebook going, hey, Rosemary, like, come on over here and throw your stuff on, on my feed. <laughs> like, let's share it with my people. Yeah, that's a that's a key uh, a key distinction to make, right? Because it's like your better homes and gardens is essentially giving you permission to say, "Hey, yes. uh, promote your stuff to our five hundred thousand followers." For versus free. like, yeah, for free. Versus on Facebook, like that would be kind of seen as spammy, right? 
Right. Yes. And they want that. And th- that actually benefits Better Homes and Gardens, too, because they get fresh, good content that fits the reader. So they're 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 trying to create a like they want to be a reference to their readers, too. So they want me to come put my content there because they've decided that my content is good enough for the readers. And then they know that their readers are going to keep coming back because they have the best blogging content. Does that make sense? So it's mutually beneficial. Okay. Uh, more on more on group boards in a second. Just real quick, like if I'm not super graphically inclined, where am I getting these images for for to pin my own stuff to my to my best of board? Pinterest is 100% images. You have to be good at images, but you're going to get better. So when you start, you're probably going to be awful at graphic design. Just go to pixabay.com. It's um, professional stock photos. You can also use your own photos. I'll be honest, iPhones take really good photos if you don't have a fancy camera yet. But you want either stock photos or a good, good photo. Go into PicMonkey. PicMonkey is free. But even if you want to upgrade, it's only $32 a year. Yeah, and super cheap. They've got some, yeah, they've got some really cool pro features. So you're going to want to make it 1,000 by 1,500 pixels. Um, you can crop it right in there. So you want your image to be that size. And then you're going to add text to it. And you can choose like your fonts. Don't go crazy on fonts. If you're not sure what you're doing, just choose one font in the beginning. Make the text big enough because remember on Pinterest, most people are going to be in mobile. So if you have little tiny text, people aren't going to be able to read it. You want big text. Okay. Explain the the post in really simple words. So like I just did one for a 15 minute meatball sub. So my the only thing my pin says is 15 minute meatball sub. It isn't like try this delicious, amazing 15 minute meatball sub. It's not like really short, short words. Get them up there, big, big text. You can do overlays and logos and things like that, but you're going to get better in that over time just as you see more pins that you're like, wow, look at how fancy that one is. But the most important thing is just to get them started. You know what I mean? Start doing them, get text on there, and then we'll get better as we go along. Okay. Do you, like one thing I noticed was there, there's like a description box to fill in underneath. Does that help with people searching and discovery or just click clickability is important to fill in that description text super important and there's two reasons why one is it's seo because people are now searching they're using pinterest to search i almost never use google anymore i almost always use pinterest to search like as a search engine um so it's seo capable so you want to have your seo words in there but more importantly is that people are reading the description to get more information remember because we're only putting a few short words on the actual graphic yeah and i can tell you a trick um i a b test everything in my blog and i had really good results by changing the way that I write my descriptions and I now I write them like I'm a super fan so and I'm not lying I guess I don't think I'm lying so I'm not lying and saying things that are untrue but instead of writing like oh my gosh I made this delicious 15 minute meatball sub I'm saying wow I just tried this it's so amazing my family loves it you know my five-year-old like devoured two of them like I say it just like I'm a fan and not like I'm the one that created the content. And that helps me out for a couple of reasons. Most people that use Pinterest have no idea even what a blog is. They just think these are all informative websites. So they don't understand that bloggers are putting their own content out there. What they're used to is is pinners pinning the content. So they get confused when you talk about something like it's yours. And I think it flags it in their mind as spam. So okay. you want to write it like it's not actually your content, like you're someone that tried it and loved it. So it is true. I do love those meatball subs, but I'm not going to write that I created the recipe. Okay, that's, that's that's like a really, really good tip. I love it. Okay, so I've created the graphics, I've filled in my descriptions. 
and now, so I've kind of seeded my account with this, these 10 boards with, what was the, the magic number, 10, 10 pins a piece or yeah. so. So you want to do a couple of things to get followers because even though followers aren't super important, you want followers so that you can get into bigger group boards because followers give you a little bit of legitimacy. So you can add a follow me Pinterest button to your site. If you have a newsletter list, put it out, you know, be cute, funny, however you normally write your newsletters, like, hey, so I'm just into Pinterest, if anyone comes, wants to come over and join me, <laughs> okay. something that gets people, like, compelled to, like, help you out and come follow you, especially if your site is more, like, you know, if you have, like, a lot of men in your site, like, hey, get your wives on over, you know, follow okay. me on Pinterest. Then the next thing that we need to do is we're going to start getting into group boards. We need to start finding group boards. Is there, is there a magic number of followers that you need before getting into group boards? There isn't a magic number. Like I got onto group boards even when I had 3,000 followers or 2,000 followers. But the okay. secret is, is that they want to know that you know what you're doing, that your content is good, that you kind of have fairly good graphic design. It doesn't have to be perfect, but like you're not going to look like spam and you kind of know what you're doing. Okay. There's a couple of tricks to doing that. And keep in mind, too, this is you're going to learn this very quickly after a couple of months of starting. But you I have don't wanna... uh, I have 107 it's too too soon to start flying. <laughs> no, to not, not too soon for you, because you have a lot of content and you have a lot of contacts. So not too soon at all. Okay. If someone is brand new at blogging and they don't know any any other bloggers, you want to go after small boards like my board group DIY. I don't even know what my own group board name is, but like I accept small, small people. You don't want to go after better homes and gardens when you're brand new because they're going to look at your content and be like, uh, not quite what we were looking for. And they're going to kick you off the board. Oh, so you okay, want to get okay. better and grow. Do you know what I mean? And, and kind of know what you're doing when you go after places like better homes and gardens. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of like pitching guest posts. Like, you know, Kamanzi uh, Constable was on the on the podcast last year and he talked about, Oh, you know, my the very first guest post guest post pitch I made was to the Huffington post. And they were like, who are you? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as you start doing this and you start seeing other people's graphics, you're like, Oh, I should try that. Your graphics are going to get a lot better and you're going to get more experience and you can start going after bigger and bigger boards, but you're going to get a huge traffic jump even just by joining the smaller boards because you have access to, to followers that aren't your own. So I would start pitching people right away. And there's a couple of tricks that you can use to get onto boards. You want to, one, let them know that you follow the group board. You want to let them know that you follow the rules and you're going to make sure that you don't spam the board. Spam the board means you send your content out to the board like too fast so that the whole board is just filled with side hustle nation and nothing else. Okay, that's just, that, that would be poor form. That would be poor form, yeah. But it's okay. Like there, I have many, many, many uh, group boards that are so big and have so many contributors that I can pin to it every hour. Wow. And that's totally not spammy. But once you get in there and start using it for a little bit, you're going to realize what's spammy and what's not. So okay. in the beginning, just do one a day, leave it at one a day. You're still going to get a huge traffic spike from that one a day. And then as you get a little bit more comfortable, you can start increasing. So I'm, I'm trying to find group boards that are related to my niche do I just search or do they, will they show up in Pinterest search? Yes, you can search, but um, pingroupie.com is the best way to find group boards. But again, it's almost easier. Like I've started using pin, pin groupie, but 
it's almost easier to go after the people that you have business crushes on, if that makes sense. Like, I have living while spending less. Like, Okay, pingroupie.com. We'll link that up in the show notes. Yeah, pingroupie.com. And you can also, like, if there's people that are in your niche that you have, like, business crushes on, go after them. Look at the bottom of their Pinterest, and you're going to see group boards. There's going to be, like, a little silhouette of three people, like, three stick figures or whatever. That means it's a group board and look for a group board that they run. You can email them and be like, oh, you know, I've been a huge fan for like three years. I'm a blogger. You know, here's a post that I've recently done. I would love to have an invite to your group board. I've read the rules. I will follow the rules. Um, And if there's anything that I can help you out with, you let me know. And I have a lot of success getting into group boards when 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 I tell them like, hey, if there's anything that you ever need, let me know. Because to me, they're they're giving me their audience to, to pin to. So that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so to me, if there's something that they ever want or if they would ever like, you know, if they have a problem or a question or they want a book review or they want me to read their book or they or if there's something that they're looking for for me, I would love to help them out. Okay, so it's not something that you can just request. It's not something you can just join by clicking a button. You have to like do a little bit of outreach. Yes, you do have to do a little bit of outreach. And this is what confuses people. It's not easy to get onto group boards. Once you kind of get the flow of it, it's easier. And I wish if I can do like a, what's the word for it? If I can do a screenshot for you and put it in your show notes, I don't know if that's possible, but I can actually do like a, okay, yeah, so we'll do that. So I'll actually, so I won't talk about it because I'll just show it to you. It's going to be a million times easier. We'll put it in the show notes, but I can show you how you can go in, figure out who owns the group board and then kind of stalk them (laughs) in a legal way to figure out how to contact them. Okay. But basically upper left-hand corner, there's like a little a little row of the group board members. And the first one in that row is the moderator, the owner. That's a moderator. It's going to be easier when you look at, at the screenshot thing that I do or screencast. But when you click the moderator, you the easiest way to do it is to go to their website. Even if they say leave a comment on my pin, don't, don't do that. It never, it almost never works out. Try to find their website, try to find a contact form, and try to email them. Be really polite. Make sure if you're a guy, you have your wife in your picture um, from whatever you're sending, just because we we get a lot of spammers, and most of the spammers are single men. So just, I mean, it's just something that we're kind of looking at. So when we automatically see a single dude talking about Pinterest, we're like, oh, okay, that's weird. Okay, that's profiling. Real quick, on the pin groupie tool, how does that, how does that one work? So Pingroupie is just basically a huge searchable database of group boards. It'll tell you how many people are on the board, how many contributors are on the board. That's bloggers who are who have permission to pin to that board. I think they actually give you information about how many repins and stuff they have. So you can click on the name of the group board and then it'll take you directly to that group board where you can look in the upper left-hand corner to get the owner. I will warn you, though, a lot of them are closed for contributors. And closed for contributors doesn't mean that you there's no way onto that board. It means that if you don't know that you've got Pinterest game, like if you don't have high followers, you know what you're doing, you know for a fact that you can contribute to that board and like be beneficial to that board, then just don't bother. But if you've been in the Pinterest game for a while, you're kind of one of the bigger Pinterest names, then absolutely send them an email. Say, hey, listen, I know you're close for contributors. I really feel like I can add to this board. You know, I would love to to have an invite if you're open to that. Um, I've had success on that. So, okay. how do you how do you see if it's open or closed? 
oh, there's a description on the top of every group board, and it'll say something oh, okay. to the effect of, like, what they call it, like, the board rules. So it'll say no more than one pin a day, no duplicates, and then they'll give you instructions for how to join a group board. And these are written by bloggers, so not everybody has very clear instructions. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, so I go through this process. This sounds like this is a you know an ongoing thing. You know, over the course of weeks or months, I'm going to be applying. I'm going to be sourcing and finding and applying or requesting invites to these group board. That's like the that's the language or terminology to use. I would love to request an invite. Yes. Okay. But I would also say, like, I don't want your listeners to think that this is a long time commitment. This is not a big time commitment. It might sound a little foreign to you. We are not talking about like you need 50 group boards. I mean, I've been doing this for, I mean, I've been a Pinterest user for like four years, I think. And I only have 28, 29 group boards. Oh, okay. Get five group boards. And then we're going to go into Board Booster and we're going to set it up. And it is literally Pinterest to set it and forget it. You're going to set everything up, have your wife pin for you like twice a day, like, you know, repin two things a day. And then you're going to forget about Pinterest for a while. Come back in like four months get a few more group boards, get back into it. But for the most part, Pinterest is very hands-off. Okay, let's hear about Board Booster. This sound, now now we're talking. Okay, so Board Booster is pretty much amazing. A dude named Dennis created it. And for right now, do you know how people always say like, oh, don't use third-party schedules in Facebook because it kills reach. Uh-huh. So I've actually found that to be true in Facebook. I don't know if it's officially true, but it's, it seems to have been true for me. Pinterest, total opposite. I've A-B tested this thing three times. I am 100% convinced that Board Booster does not kill Pinterest reach in any way, shape, or form. I have 10,000 followers, and my latest reach, average reach, is 4.2 million. Wow. So I'm totally convinced it doesn't kill reach. Um, Board Booster costs $5 a month. He is way undercharging. I don't know why, but that's for him to figure out. What you do is you go in and you sync your group boards to Board Booster. He is going to create what you call secret boards, which nobody sees except for you. And you can add all of the pins that you want to go out to your group boards onto the secret board. So it's a little confusing. I can, I can give you a screencast of this too. But you put your pins onto the secret board. So if I have a Side Hustle Nation group board, I'm going to put how to make money blogging and my secret side hustle nation board. And then every single day at the time that I set it up for board booster is going to take that pin in my secret board and put it on your group board. Now I can have 20 pins in my secret side hustle nation board and it's going to rotate through the 20 pins over and over and over again endlessly and put them on your side hustle nation group board. Now I've got, I don't even know how many, 28, 30, something like that group boards. And I've got 28, 30 secret boards filled with pins. And they automatically market those pins to my group boards for me. They do all of the work. Okay, so you create a secret board with the content you want to share with the group boards. Mm -hmm. um, And just one one per group. One secret board per one group board. So all you're doing is you're creating almost like a like a line, a line of pins, and you're telling Board Booster, okay, Board Booster, starting today, I want you to send one of these pins to that group board every single day. Okay. And it's just going to do that on rotating. And the frequency depends on the rules. 
The frequency depends on the rules. You set all the rules. Like you can tell, like one of my boards, it means says no duplicates. Means that you can only pin something once. Most of them, you, they are happy to have you pin frequently. Like the same pin every five days is totally fine because they have so many followers that they wouldn't even know that. Okay. Okay, and make sure the content is relevant, of course, to the to the different group boards. Yep. Um, I so if you have something, I'm trying to think of what your audience would would be having, like. Um, make money blogging, make money into something else. Like most of the group boards are kind of generic. It'll be like how to make money or making extra money or frugal living or something like that, DIY. So it's not like it has to be super specific. Oh, okay. So each one links back to a specific post on your site. I guess we should probably said that a long time ago. Yes. And now once those people, so they, they'll see the pin, they click on it, and then they do one more click and they arrive on your site. And then it's on you to capture that lead or you know convert them to whatever you want them to do click on ad buy something through your affiliate link yes so that's repins versus clicks there's two actions that you're going to get on pinterest they're going to repin it or they're going to click on it now i will say this about pinterest pinterest is not going to be high quality traffic meaning well i guess i shouldn't say that i do (laughs) i mean i get 50 new email subscribers every day from pinterest so i know that people are coming there and they are definitely joining the newsletter list however yeah that's great right but i will say that like if you're expecting them to come to your site to buy products this this probably isn't going to be the traffic that you want like well it's cold it's cold traffic they're gonna take a while to warm up that's fine right but they're going to come on, they're going to see the, the article that you mentioned, and then they're going to bounce off really quickly. And that's okay. That's why advertising is important if you're going to be playing the Pinterest game, because you're going to get high numbers. They may not convert as well as, I don't know how Facebook does for other people. It's horrible for me. But if you're doing really well on Facebook and people are like super engaged and they like follow you and they do love everything that you do, Pinterest may be a little bit different. So you want to have advertising set up if you're okay with that, because more visitors equal equals advertising dollars and that can really really add up so if i were the type of person that said no i don't want any advertising on my site i'm losing two thousand or three thousand dollars a month by making that decision that's a pretty big deal you know yeah and it's primarily mobile traffic yes pinterest is always going to be primarily mobile so you want big big text easy to read anything else we need to know about using board booster just that it's five dollars a month. It's super easy. It's set it and forget it. You do want to go in. I I schedule two hours a month to go into Board Booster and delete underperforming pins and replace replace those pins with new pins because you always want your best performing pins to be going out to your best performing boards. New uh, new images or new completely new content. Just new blog posts. So like you're deleting just basically just delete anything that is not performing well. Board Booster will actually tell you like on this board, the average repins are 50. So if I have a pin that's only getting 10 every time I put it out, I'm just going to delete it and not market that anymore. Okay. Do the repins like do anything for you? Repins are really cool. So um, every account is different. I get, I'm like showing how little I know about this. <laughs> it's Okay. Every account's different. I get more clicks than repins on my most popular pins. So clicks are good. Repins are also really important because repins throw it out to their followers. So if you throw out, you know, the best of side hustle nation pin, something about making money from Amazon, I repin it. That pin just went out to my 10,000 followers. Oh, okay. So it's almost, almost better than if I had clicked it because (laughs) likely a lot of my followers are going to, to click it and repin it. Now out of my 10,000 people, 
a bunch of those people might repin it, and then this chain just goes on and on forever. I still get a ton of traffic from stuff that I wrote in 2012 when I was like an awful blogger and didn't know what I was doing. And the posts are horror bad, but people still repin them and I still get traffic from them just because of that kind of, you know, the rollover effect. Okay. And then it's set it and set it and forget it. Well, it sounds like it's set it and then test it and revisit it every month. (laughs) Set it and forget it for like a month. It's like a crackpot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, this is just crazy uh, to have grown to you know four hundred thousand page views and be earning that kind of income and have you know the majority of it be relatively hands off. Um, I think that's really exciting. Well, just and it is, but just so you know, like it's never good to have all your eggs in one basket. So that's something that I'm really, really working on right now. It's great to have the email list that I do because that's kind of almost like a security blanket. Sure. Like if all of my traffic goes away, at least I have my email list. But that's why I'm spending so much time in Facebook because even if it's not getting me anywhere, you really don't want to have 100% or I don't think I'm 100%. I think I'm like 80% of traffic from Pinterest. You want to have like a good mix. So it's important to get yeah. into SEO and all of that stuff. But it is kind of crazy that you can get that much from just one. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've, I've learned the hard way uh, over relying on one source of traffic. Oh, yes. Yes. Hopefully I won't learn that. Hopefully I'll get... Hopefully I'll get Pinterest and uh, Google working for me better before that happens. Well, that sounds like a winner, Rosemary. Thank you so much for joining me. Everyone check her out at busybudgeter.com and on Pinterest. She is pinterest.com slash busybudgeter, yes? Yep. And uh, I don't know if I warned you about this, but we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Okay. I would say that if you want to stay at home and if that's your dream, you should do it. I'm not saying quit your job like instantly. But I'm saying start a hobby, get started today, do not put it off to tomorrow. I mean, I I attributed 100% of my success to just taking the leap, starting it as a hobby, and then growing it, working hard, and treating it like a business way before it ever was. Cool. Thank you so much. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay. Thanks for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. You bet. Great. Bye. There you have it. Now be sure check sidehustlenation.com slash Pinterest for all the links and resources mentioned, including those screen capture videos that Rosemary created for us and the free PDF download with all her top tips and highlights from this call. Uh, She's got no product to promote, no course to sell you. Uh, Just hear out of the goodness of her heart and and perhaps to diversify her traffic sources a little bit. I'm glad she she brought that up at the end. Like, hey, take full advantage of this opportunity while it lasts because as we've seen from other traffic sources, the rules may change, the algorithms may change at any moment. But might as well, uh, might as well make hay while the getting's good, right? Uh, if you uh, if you want to follow my Pinterest efforts as I attempt to follow Rosemary's action guide, you can do so at Pinterest.com/sidehustle. Just getting started, and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens. Now, I, w- I hope to report back in a few months uh, and see what kind of traffic gains that I'm able to see and basically starting from scratch. So nowhere to go, uh, nowhere to go but up. Now, if if you got some value out of this episode, be sure to stop by and leave a comment on the show notes page. We'd love to see those and, uh, and share those with Rosemary as well. Now, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Until we meet again, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.